you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love what I feel in this house tonight. Amen. And what an honor it is to be with you. What an awesome job. Uh, this praise team is doing, all of these singers and this church. We honor you. So many friends here. Uh, I truly am honored to be here. We give honor to the Jordans tonight. We miss them. Sorry we miss them. If they're watching, we love you and appreciate you. Hold you uh, in such high regard. Always been so kind to us. And uh, we are. We don't take it lightly to be here tonight. And then to the Lytles. And some of our very, very best friends, we love them, appreciate them so very much. And uh, if you would, I'd like to get into the word of the Lord just for a little bit. I'm so glad my family's with me tonight. We love them, appreciate them so much, and for putting up with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to get into the word of the Lord just for a little bit tonight. And I pray and I believe that it's going to help somebody because the word, come on, is powerful. Amen. So I believe that it's no accident that we're here together today. And we're going to jump in here into the word of the Lord and believe God's going to do something awesome. Feels good in this place tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter number 7. I'm going to read about two verses and let you be seated. It says this, then Elisha said in verse 1, then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow... About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. It says in verse 2, Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat. Thereof, I want to talk to you just for a few moments. Uh, some of you say yes, amen, a few moments. For a little while tonight, I want to talk to you about that God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. One more time before you're seated. God, we love you tonight. We are so thankful to be in your presence, honored. God, humbled by what we feel here tonight. I pray that you're anointing. The anointing of the Holy Ghost would continue in this service and work, Lord, and move and refresh and renew, God, heal and bless in this place tonight. Let your word be accomplished with signs following, I pray, in the name of Jesus. God, anoint the preaching of the word and the hearing tonight. 
And Jesus, let there be a great response to you and your word tonight in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about this particular promise from the Lord. Uh, this promise doesn't seem so profound. If you just pluck it out of the Bible like sometimes we do uh, in our quickly uh, daily devotions and whatnot, we, we might just read a few verses and then let it down and we might read this, uh, th- this, this prophecy that came forth, this word that came forth from the word from the Lord through his prophet that said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Doesn't really mean a whole lot to us tonight. It doesn't really speak to where we're at tonight. It just sounds good, you know. It sounds okay. I guess. I guess yesterday, uh, you know, it was difficult to get your hands on some things, and I don't know the price and this and that, but but wonderful. And sometimes promises of God come in ways or in times that you know we're just kind of we may not have the understanding that we need. And so, just to kind of put it where it's at tonight, and just to kind of speak to where we are living. Maybe some of you are living. Uh, in a time. Anybody ever been through a trial? Anybody ever gone through some ups and some downs? Anybody ever had a season? You know, it's one thing to have a bad day, but there are times we have seasons that are just full of trouble. Amen. That's just called life, and it's very, very unfortunate. I wish that it wasn't that way, but I'm not the Lord tonight. But but I understand, though, there are some seasons that get very difficult and, and struggles. And so we got to take this promise in the context of the Scripture in which it, it lies. And we have to look, then, in order to understand just a little bit more about this, we need to back up to chapter number 6. And we got to look and, and understand that there was something going on that made this promise uh, a great deal. It made this promise a, a mighty thing for it to be accomplished. And so we look at that as a matter of fact where the context of where this promise was was made was right in the middle of this. We're going to begin to read just a little bit. Aren't you thankful? I'll let you be seated. Amen. Second Kings 6, 24, and it, and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. Somebody say great famine. There was a great famine in Samaria and uh, was it said that there was a great famine in Samaria and behold they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver and the fourth part of a calf of dove's dung was five pieces of silver. Now I want to talk to you just about a place that was a rough circumstance to go through. Just the people here in which the promise came were going through the darkest of night. The people in which the promise of the Lord came to were really, really struggling. They are starving to the place that if they can get themselves, if they can land a dead donkey's head, they are willing to pay a great deal for it. They're willing to pay all of the silver just for a donkey's head. And you go further and you say, well, that sounds kind of gross. What about this? They're willing to pay uh, five pieces of silver for a fourth part of a calf of dove's dung. 
You have to understand the predicament that these folks are going through. It's really a rough time. It's really a desperate time. As a matter of fact, I think that no matter what all of us have went through, we maybe haven't been here yet. But not to take away from your trouble and not to take away from your trial because I know it's a real thing when you go through it and, and I know that it's a problem, but these people are starving to death and these people have nothing. These people have no hope at this point. As a matter of fact, it doesn't get better in the Scripture. It gets worse. 26, it says, And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my Lord, O king. Sometimes in leadership, it's nice to be able to pass the buck. Sometimes at the end of the day, when, the, when, when they come to you with the trouble and the trial that you don't have the answers for, it's nice to say, hey, why don't you go talk to so-and-so? Some of you understand what I'm saying there. And here's the king. The king is thinking, see, the king is in the same shape. He has a title. He probably has some wealth, and he has a big house. And he's got all the kingly stuff down in the flesh, but he cannot help them. The problem that is killing them cannot be bought with money, cannot be helped by the king. It's, it, 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 they are in a place that, that their, their human abilities and, 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 and their strength cannot change this situation around. Their understanding, their, their learning is not going to turn this situation around for them. And now the king gets uh, dumped with this. And he said... Before they told him the severity of the need, the king said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? In other words, I know that you probably have a struggle, but look around you. I'm just as desperate as you are. I don't have the answers, and I... I need just as much help as you do. This was a crazy, desperate time. People are starving into the place that even the king says, How can I help thee? If the Lord doth not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. We're getting into some dark territory here. Just taking a, a massive turn for the worst. The severity of the situation you understand is it's really bad. I don't know if we can paint it much worse, but we're just going to read on. So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes. What can he do? He's already told them 
as much that he doesn't have the answer. He doesn't have the means to turn this situation around and now he is just dealt some terrible news. He rent his clothes and he passed by upon the wall and the people looked and behold he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. And then he said, God do so and more also to me if the head of Elisha the son of Shaphat shall stand on him this day. See, it was in this setting, a place of barrenness, a place of desperation, a place where there was no hope, a place of sure death, a place that we can't really quite imagine. We try tonight and we will, we'll try to connect with what we've gone through and what we're going through and we do celebrate in the scriptures thank God for the word because we go through the the stories of the Bible and we see how there was desperate times but then there was a God there was barren times of famine and grief and all of these things that were going on and so many times there were things that were impossible But God never left his throne. Can I tell someone tonight that God is still on the throne? He had not left the throne here when Samaria was besieged and in famine. When people were so desperate they were going to crazy measures to survive. All of these things are dark. I mean, you talk about a dark night and a dark season. We know we study the Word. We see that many other people in the Scripture, they went through severe times, but yet in their darkness that if they could just hold fast to their God, hold fast to the promise, if they could hold fast to see, you have to understand this promise came in the darkest of nights. It was in that dark of night that Elisha said, Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time. Now wait, there is nothing here in the city. There is no hope. There is no food. No nourishment. People are going to extreme measures. It's really the end for them. And right in that moment, then, a word comes from God. Ha! It makes a little more sense when you read it after the setting that you know is going on here with these people. He said, by this time tomorrow, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel? We're paying silver for dove's dung. <laughs> We're paying five pieces of silver for dove's dung. And 80 pieces, if I did my math right, 80 pieces of silver for a donkey's head. See, it didn't matter how much money they had. There was nothing to buy. It didn't matter how much power they had. They couldn't figure it out on their own. They were up against They had done all that they could do. And now... 
Come on. you got to get that within your spirit. I believe I'm going to talk to somebody here for a few moments. That song they sang tonight has got to become your theme song. i got to wait on you, Jesus. i got to wait on you, Jesus. I'm not turning back now. you got to understand it doesn't matter the severity of your situation. It just matters the faithfulness, the greatness of our God. There is none like him, and he is faithful, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't ever give up because God keeps his promises. Hallelujah. I feel like the Lord would like to help somebody tonight. You're going to live to make it another day. You're going to see victory. You're going to win. Because you're going to hold fast to the promises of your God. Amen. And he does not lie. Amen. So, thinking about this promise. In one day, what will you do? What will you do? when you hear the word from the Lord. And will you hear the word of the Lord? I promise you he's trying to speak into your situation. I promise you he's trying to speak a word of hope. I promise you that he's calling your name throughout the day and throughout the night. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with life. I'm not trying to belittle it. It's a handful. I mean, it's, it's more than we can bear so many times, this thing called life. And sometimes it rains and sometimes it pours and just continues to pour, overwhelms you. But in the middle of your storm and in the middle of your trouble, you've got to be hearing from God. You've got to make some time. That's why it's so important to pray. It's so important to have a relationship with God. It's so important to get into the Word of God because I'm reminded over and over and over again through the Scriptures that God has never failed one time. And He loves us. Praise the Lord. So I know how we are. When we find out that there is a word from the Lord and when we decide to have faith and and trust that, hey, you got to realize what a miracle it's going to be when this happens. I want you to think about that for a few moments. What a miracle it's going to be. Now, flour and and barley grain, all of these things. Tonight, we're, we're okay. We're not so concerned about whether we can get grain tomorrow, flour, not tonight. I, I think, you know, I ate today already. I, I feel like I'm probably going to eat again today. Maybe you will too. We're blessed. I'm thankful for that. But, but there are times you got to understand, if this happens, if you're in their position and it happens, it is a great work of God. It is nothing short of a miracle. When this happens in this city on that day, it is a miracle. One man could not believe it. The man whose hand the king leaned answered, and he he didn't accept it. He didn't receive it, so it was told him, you're going to see it, but you're not going to partake of it. You're not going to eat thereof. 
so I feel like looking and, and just knowing how we are. If we were to stop and if we didn't have the rest of the word, which we're going to go through here shortly, we might be the kind of people, if we were there, we would start to devise the plan. We would start to think about how the Lord is going to do this miracle. Well, he's going to use the king, or he's going to use one of the king's servants, or he's going to use somebody in position. He's, he's going to do this, and they're going to get together, and they're going to work it out, and somehow, miraculously, within a day, they're gonna, we're going to have plenty. How's that going to happen? How, how's it going to happen? Well, so-and-so went to school, and they... They, they seem to, to, to know some stuff. You know, his, his wife's pretty talented here and there and, and all these things. And we, could call, we could call our neighbor. We could call this person and that person. We could build a team and we could say, well, here's how God's going to do it. Or here's how we would do it. Here's our uh, message, Lord. We've written it out on paper. Now, you're going to have to work quick. And all the while, see, God didn't need their piece of paper. He didn't need their plan because he already had a plan. When he said through the prophet, by this time tomorrow there's going to be plenty, guess what? He already knew what he was going to do. He already knew. And so we go on in verse 3, in 2 Kings chapter number 7. It says, and there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, four lepers outside of the city, they were already dying. Think about it. In the city, they are starving. Healthy people are dying because they have nothing to eat. The lepers were already dying. They already had a disease that was rotting their bodies away and and if I read right, if you look and read the commentaries and history, you'd understand that the lepers survived because of the city. You think about that. They dwelt outside the city. So if the city's doing well, the lepers eat better because they're getting straps or, you know, wives and family and people that knew them. They're going to drop something over the wall or set something out for them, and they've got enough to survive, but listen, you've already been in bad shape and you're outside the city, you're really in a bad place. These four men, death has already got a jump on them. I don't know if it took days or weeks for them to stop getting fed, but here they sit and they said, one to another. Why sit we here until we die? They knew it was coming. They knew there was no hope. But listen, God had a plan and God was working. God, you think it was just happenstance that in the middle of all this, prophecy comes from the Lord, word comes from the Lord that within one day you're going to have plenty and all of a sudden the lepers outside probably barely hanging on, say, hey, why are we doing this? Why sit we here till we die? I don't think it was happenstance. I don't think it was just by chance. I believe that was straight from the Lord. I believe this guy, he just had a light bulb go off, all right, but it was the anointing. It was a word from God to give him, uh, uh, to give him victory. 
And he started to think, why sit we here until we die? Listen to this reasoning. If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. So they go, they go through three options. If we go to the city, we're dead. Nothing there for us. <laughs> we'll die there. If we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall under the host of the Syrians. The troublemakers. The ones that caused it. Their enemies. The ones that are starving them out. One option, we're dead. In the city, we're dead already where we're at. There's no hope, no, no, no doubt. And now, come and let us fall under the host of the Syrians. If, if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. But they have, I feel like, I feel like right in the middle of your circumstance, you've got to learn to have faith. Not you, we. Everybody has got to learn to have even a little bit of faith that, hey, we may not have hope here. Option one doesn't work, and option two, and option three may not work, but I believe that I've got a word from the Lord that if I go, maybe, maybe they won't kill us and we shall live. So I'm thankful these guys, they might have thought they were acting out of just being delirious with hunger and disease. Might have thought that they were just walking around aimlessly with no direction. Little did they know, God had a plan. God had a purpose. Can I tell somebody, God has a plan. God knows what he is doing. He cares and understands about you. He knows where you've been and what you've done and where you were today. He knows where you live and he knows all about you and he, and he loves you. Wow. He is good. These lepers, it says they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And then when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Well, how did that happen? What's, what's up with this? They show up to option three, the place that maybe, maybe, there's a small chance they won't die. They show up to the camp of the Syrians and nobody was there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots. Let me tell you something. You start walking towards God, things happen. You start walking even in the middle of your dark of night. You start taking steps towards God and miracles start happening. Chains can be broken. You can be loosed from sickness, disease, any sort of thing. Come on, somebody. God knows what he's doing. 
Come on, these lepers, they go to the city, and as they're going, come on, you could never dream this stuff up. <laughs> Maybe you could now because you've read the Bible and you understand God can do anything. God can do anything, anywhere, anyhow. You can't paint a darker picture, but God has the answer. With what you're going through, with what you're struggling with, if you're not, what you will go through and what you will struggle with, you've got to understand you've got a God that's greater than any trouble, any sickness, any disease, any army. Praise God. God's big. See, the Lord caused their footsteps to be very big and loud. The Lord, it says in the Bible here, had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. And wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink. It's a great day. Ha, wow. It's a big day. It went from sure death to plenty. I'm telling you, they've got it all to themselves. There's four of them. And God really made a way out of no way. That's what he does. That's what he does. And they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went in and hid it and came again and entered in another tent. And let's just keep it going and carried thence also and went and hid it. And they said one to another, we do not well. This day is a day of good things and we hold our peace. If we tarry till morning light, uh, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. wonder where that came from the Lord the Lord's working even when you have forgotten you seem like you've forgotten but the Lord is working seems like everybody else has forgotten but the Lord is working it seemed like everything might be against you it seemed like there's no hope but see the Lord is still working he hasn't forgot you don't forget him Amen. Don't ever forget him. See, when you walk with God, miracles happen. When, when you walk with God, he works the impossible over and over. He works it in ways which you may not even see. But you rejoice when he makes a way out of no way. You rejoice when you make it another day. You rejoice when there's victory. Come on, somebody. Why don't you thank God for victory? Come on, we're so blessed here at Frankfurt. I, I'm so thankful. I rejoice with you what God has done for you here. But he's not finished. Thank God for victory. Thank God for blessing. Amen. Amen. So God's speaking. He's working. He's not finished. Hey, let's go and tell the king's household. So they came and called into the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man, but horses tied, and asses tied in the tents as they were. And he called the porters, and they told it to the king's house within, and the king arose in the night and said unto his servants, 
I, I will not show you uh, what the Syrians has, have, have done to us. They know that we be hungry. Therefore, are they gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field? Come on, somebody. God's trying to do the miracle. He's already worked the miracle out. Listen, he's already made a way. He's already bringing the victory. You just need to let him do it. The king's thinking, my goodness, see, it was such a miracle that it would happen. The king's struggling to believe it. He's thinking the Syrians, they've done all this to us. Think about it. They've, they, they've, they've caused this, and now there's something going on here. I, but, but, but see, you've got to remember the promise that came from the Lord yesterday. <laughs> just, a, just a little while ago, God said through his prophet, there's going to be plenty by tomorrow. And then a leprous man comes and calls and gives them the good news. And he's like, well, I don't know. I think this, could, this is a trap. I bet they have a real doozy plan for us. And one of his servants in verse 13 answered and said, let's, let's some take, I pray thee, five horses that remain. Five horses that remain. Five horses. That's all they got. Five horses that remain. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have lasted long either. They're getting ready to eat him. They're starving. Why don't we take five that remain? And I feel like he's saying, they're saying, hey, we got to check this out. <laughs> Maybe you've heard a word from the Lord and, and you're sitting around in your predicament and you're thinking, I don't know what my next steps are, and I, I don't really know where to turn. And, and your pastor, come on, gets up week after week, and people in this pulpit, I know that they do. You've got fine preachers here. And I know that they give you the word from the Lord, and you're hearing it week after week, and you go home and you think, well, I don't know. I just, this, this life is just really running me around. It's just, it's really, this weight I carry is just so heavy. Thank God that somebody says, why sit we here till we die? Thank God one of the lepers said, hey, wait, we can't keep this all ourselves. We need to go tell the, the household of the king. And Thank God some of the king's servants said, hey, why don't we take some of the horses that are left and go and see? What do we got to lose? Come on, the lepers had it. Why sit we here till we die? We don't have anything if we just let our trial overtake us and overrun us. But oh, if you'll trust in God, trust in God, trust in God, you win. You'll have victory. You'll have plenty because God isn't afraid of your circumstance. You don't have to talk God into, into doing great things. He is great. He knows that he's bigger than your trial. He knows that he's bigger than your trouble. <laughs> he's big. He's mighty. There's nothing too hard for him. So, nothing. Nothing too hard. Why don't you just, why don't we take some of the horses and see? Amen. It says in verse 14, They took therefore two chariot horses, and the king sent after the host of the Syrians, saying, Go and see. And they went after them into Jordan, and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels, which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. 
And the messengers returned and told the king, and the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel. And two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. I feel like telling something, you can trust in the Lord because God keeps his promises. Somebody, he keeps his promises. He, he knows where you're at, and he knows what you're going through, and he knows they might be bigger than you, but he knows if you trust in him. <laughs> Amen. He's going to fight your battles. He's going to take care of it in his time. See, his ways are perfect. His ways. Some of us got to quit trying to do God's job for him. Now, now listen, so, some, sometimes we got to quit trying to do all the math for him. Just he, he's, he's quite a mathematician. Listen, he, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. You, you just got to be faithful. You just got to keep showing up. You just got to keep holding on. You got to have faith in God and put one foot in front of the other and trust. Lord, order my steps. Come on. This is what a relationship with God is. And he'll fight the battles and he'll bring the victory and he'll pour out precious promises and he will fulfill them. Why don't you stand and clap your hands to the Lord. Clap your hands to the Lord. Listen, it says this in the Bible that with men it is impossible. With men there are impossibilities. But with God nothing shall be impossible. He can do anything. For with God nothing shall be impossible. I wonder, I've actually got a lot of notes left, but I'm going to go ahead and shut it, shut the notes down. And I feel like telling somebody, why don't we just reach out after the Lord right now? There is no night that is too dark that God is not there and that he is not working. (laughs) There is no trouble that you can go through that God is not just waiting on you to allow him to fulfill his promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. God keeps his promises. He knows what what you're going through. He knows that somebody here, probably many people here, have decisions to make this week, and they're weighing so heavy on you. I wonder if you could just reach to the Lord tonight. Reach to the Lord and call on the Lord right now and allow the Lord to put his hand on you. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now for every person. I pray against every weight and every hindrance. Oh, God, Lord Jesus, we've been so overwhelmed trying to figure everything out. But, God, you have the plan. You are the plan. You are the way, the truth, and the life. There is nobody like you. I wonder if you've got a need. You have a need if you just want to get close to God, if you just want to come down and let God put His hand on you. Why don't you just come to this altar right now and say, Hey, if He worked for the for, for them in the Old Testament, if He worked for those in the in the Bible when it was so grave and so dark, and you showed Him how you can work miracles, Lord God, I trust that you can work miracles for me today, and you know what I'm going through and what I'm facing. Come on, could we just give it all? over to the Lord tonight and allow him to work miracles. I'm telling you, you can receive a blessing from the Lord tonight, but you just got to give up and give over. 